Hey y'all, hey. Welcome to another episode of Thugging It Out. Thugging It Out is a platform where we create a safe space to acknowledge, experience, and overcome real life issues in a positive and healthy way. This week, we got a special guest, and it's going to be rather interesting. Today, I have my firstborn, my preteen, my oldest son, the first one to test my gangster, help me realize my full potential, and who was the force behind my determination, just my pure motivation. A third of my heart, Jamal. What's up, son? How you feeling? Hey, mom, I'm feeling all right, so go ahead and introduce yourself and tell the people, you know, a little bit about you. Uh, my name is Jamal Streeter. I'm 12 years old. I love arts. I have a trombone that I play. I'm pretty good at it. And I also love playing video games. Okay, y'all, that's pretty Jamal, <laughs> that's Jamal in a nutshell. So today, me and my boy will dive a little deep. At the end of this episode, I want to get the perspective of my preteen to truly see how he sees the world and hopefully give a few parents some insight on, you know, their youth brain. So first, I want to ask, how would you rate your life and what would you need to make it better? And Jamal, remember to be honest and that there's no wrong answer. Just, you know, be open and candid. Yes, ma'am. I think my life is a 10 out of 10 right now because I have everything I've ever wanted and I also have everything I've ever needed. So I really think my life is a 10 out of 10. Uh, What would you say that you need to make it better? I don't need nothing because I have the best stepdad and the best mom ever to help me through all my problems. What problems do you have? You, since you opened that door, what problems do you say that you might have? People at school, how to deal with certain things, like getting mad at people. Y'all help me do a lot of things. Like when I don't know how to do something, y'all teach me how to do. Like how you taught me how to cook and how Romeo taught me conversations about life. Oh, okay. Well... What show, what do you think as far as when it comes to school? How do you feel about it? By you being like in seventh grade in middle school, what's your take on it? Um, my really honest take is I really only go to school to learn, figure out new things. And that's really my only take about school. And of course, talk to my friends. Okay. Um, I know you had mentioned just me and Romeo, but what are your feelings towards, like, your dad? And what is your take on that? I love my dad. It's just I don't really know my dad, and my dad really doesn't know me. So I I love him because it's my dad, but I really don't know him. And how does that make you feel? Do you – because, I mean – I always said I was going to keep the door open, you know, just for you because at the end of the day, it still is your dad. But do it make you feel some type of way about, you know, just the situation in general or just you just feel kind of nonchalant about it? Yeah, uh, I feel that a lot. 
feel what a lot. That my dad really only wants to talk to me just to see what's happening in the house. Really? And to get reasons to get mad at Romeo because for some reason he has a problem with Romeo. Because when I talk to when I do talk to him on the phone, really he always asks me what's happening in the house. He don't speak to you about just you. He does that sometimes, but most of the time it's just talking about what's happening in the house. What's happening? Did that make you feel some type of way? Yes, it makes me feel confused on why he really only wants to talk about what's in the house and not mostly about me. Mm-hmm. And it makes me a little upset because he really doesn't talk to me the way I really want him to talk to me. And how is that? I mean, it makes me upset, but I just, it I is mean, what how, it is. I mean, how do you want him to speak to you? You said he don't speak to you how you want to speak to you. Like how Romeo speaks to me, like that he actually loves me and likes me. So you feel like your daddy don't love you or like you? Yeah, because he really don't want to talk to me the way, in a way. He really just wants to know what's happening. And it feels like every time I get on the phone with him, it's a reason why he hasn't called me or a reason why he has to go. So do you think that if you was to like to go see him or have that type of relationship, do you think that'll help? Or do you think that you just don't really care to do it based off the phone conversations? I really don't care to do it based off the phone conversations because it's going to be the same. It's just going to be like a hug and the rest is the same. How did that make you feel, son? Because, I mean, I mean, I grew up with a dad, so I understand, like, that type of dynamic. Do it make you feel some type of way that, you know, your situation is just phone conversations and then it's, like, kind of one-sided conversations? Yeah, it makes me feel sad and, like, why did this happen to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it feels. Well, you know, me and you always have conversations where I tell you all the time that we are not in control of our cards that we are dealt. And sometimes we get a good hand and sometimes we get a bad hand, but it's not necessarily about the cards. It's kind of how you play them. So I always want you to remember that. Don't never internalize you know, your situation with your dad and that how it's the it's really kind of only phone conversations and y'all truly don't really know each other. Never internalize it and just realize that that's the card that you was dealt in. Some way, somehow, you still have a good hand. Yes, ma'am. Do you understand that or do you look at it that way? Can you? Yes, ma'am. I look at that way. It was built into me throughout these years of my life where I really understand stuff. Okay, I know you was like the only child for like eight years. How do you feel about being the big brother? Like you gonna be the first one 
out the house. You're the oldest. You got the most experience with, you know, between you and your siblings. How do you feel about being a big brother? See, at first, when I first got my little sister, I really didn't want to have a little sister. But now that I'm older, I'm really happy that I have a a great little sister and a great little better because I get to help them learn, teach them things, and I just love kids. It's just so funny, especially my little brother. Yeah. But, do you sometimes wish that you were still the only child and you kind of got over that. I got over that, like, a long time ago. What if I said, what if I had, like, 10 more kids, then what? Uh, that's a whole different story. <laughs> now yeah, that's that... you putting your foot down, huh? Yeah. So, um, what would you say your take is with just life in general? Like, how do you look at the life? Because I know there's a lot of stuff going on from, like, I know you probably watch, you know, see the news or just life in general is ever changing. How do you feel about the outside world and about what's going on? I don't think it's fair. Mm-hmm. What's fair? Basically how people be racist and if somebody do the littlest thing, they go to jail for a lot of years. Yeah. And some people don't. Like, they do stuff that's major, and they go to jail for a little bit of years. Well, yeah. I mean, how do you feel about, like, the weather and just school? Or just really being down, living in, like, how do you feel about living in Tennessee? Because you kind of remember Chicago, for the most part, because you kind of grew up there, too. Yeah, uh, I like Tennessee, but the only problem about Tennessee is that well, the couple problems that's about Tennessee is that first, I don't get to see a lot of my family because most of my family is in down north of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And the next thing is, it's very hot in Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like the weather? Yeah, it's too hot. I would rather be cold than hot. So if we was to go back to Chicago, how would you feel about that? Uh, I would rather stay here because I know Chicago is a dangerous city mm-hmm. based off everything that's been happening on the news. So you feel more safer down here? Yes, ma'am. Even though it's hotter? Yeah, I'd rather be more hot than not safe. What about family, though? How would you... I know lately, most recently, it's kind of just really been us you know like our family um that we created we haven't really been having time or the the space to really deal with extended family how do you feel about that I mean I'm fine because I can call them Mm -hmm. and I can FaceTime them seeing their face but I know I'm gonna eventually see them again right so it don't bother you Yes. You're like a real easy, a easy going dude. <laughs> you don't really care about nothing I see. Is that you just real, just go with the flow? Yes, ma'am. Um, how do you say, what's the difference between you and like your friends 
or is there a difference? Because I know you guys are. We can go ahead. One thing is I'm more smarter than all my friends. Mm -hmm. I have more strict parents than all my friends. Because my friends' parents let them do basically anything. And how do you feel about having strict parents? Do you feel like it make you want to just do what you want to do? Like, I know sometimes it can be upsetting because you can't do the things that you want to do, but sometimes, you know, parents have to give you parameters and give you, you know, some type of boundaries. So how does that make you feel when you seem like the only person that can't do some of the things your friends do? I mean, I know it's to help me because I'm pretty sure most of the people out there who had careless parents don't grow to be something very great. And I want to become a great mechanical engineer or architect. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take a lot of things instead of like going everywhere and basically working hard. Yeah. I mean, you don't get frustrated sometimes that your friends can do and get away with a lot of stuff and you can't. I don't get frustrated. Well, I get frustrated, but not for long because I think about how it's going to help me when I get older. Mm -hmm. So I just have to do what I was told. Do any of uh, friends' parents go through their phones? They do, but if they do what people know when they're about to do, do what you mean? Like they do it like once a week, so they know at the end of the week they're gonna do it. Yes, so they could be basically one step ahead of their parents. Yes, see, y'all, parents, I am the type of parent, and Jamal is a witness that I go through phones and I keep tabs on my kid because. I don't know. It's a crazy world out here. And you kind of got to know what he's, what's going on within these kids groups because correct me if I'm wrong, Jamal, a lot of these kids, they're not being a hundred percent honest about what really goes down at school or when they're not under our care. Is that true? That is true because I heard some kids on my bus once saying they have to hurry up and delete all the stuff that they were doing because their mom is going to check their phone when they get home. Yeah. I mean, so parents, my best advice to, to know what your kid is doing and prompt to check their phones because the phones is crazy. Like, me and Jamal had our little spiel with the phones and Jamal didn't have his phone since, like, last year. Has it been almost a year since you didn't have a phone? I think it's actually been a whole, no, it's been like six months, I think. Like six months. and Yeah, because I lost my phone in February, and it's now August, about to be September, so about seven, six months. And we could, let's talk about that. Like, I took your phone. I'm not going to say the exact reason, but I gave you chance after chance to stop doing certain things, and you decided not to. And I just had to do what was best for both of us to to stop you from doing stuff. And how did that make you feel that you went six months without a phone at all? 
I mean, I missed a lot of stuff. What did you I, miss? Like, best friend-wise. All stuff that was going on within your friend groups? Yeah, I think I missed, like, a couple of birthdays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But besides that, I think I've been okay without a phone because I don't really need a phone. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I got a phone is to talk to my friends. So I, so with that being said, do you think you learned your lesson? Yes, I learned my lesson 100%. So you're not doing stuff and you ain't got no business on that phone? Yes, ma'am. I'm never doing that stuff again. I mean, okay. I mean, I just want you to be open and honest. Because you know, as your parent, I always find out. Yeah, I'm still confused how you found out about a lot of stuff. Just know, I always find out. <laughs> but I know me and you had talked about you going to therapy. How do you feel about that? Are you excited for it? Do you think it's still necessary? Or how do you feel about it? I really don't really care about it because mm-hmm. I think I'm fine now. Why but, do you think you're fine now? What you mean? Because the situation my dad, like, y'all are basically my therapy. hmm And I don't think y'all need to, like, pay money for a person that y'all can do. Because I, I think I would trust y'all more than a random person. So you don't think that it's certain stuff that you want to say possibly about me or about any or Romeo or anybody you don't think that is something that you want to get that you want to get off your chest that you would rather say it to somebody else and not to us or you feel 100% comfortable that you could speak your mind and speak your piece see I feel about like 98% confident because it's like some of those days I get a little scared on what's going to happen if I do do it but since that was like a couple months ago I think around my birthday Mm-hmm. So now I'm basically fine to tell y'all anything, anything that happens at school, anything that happens at home, anything. So you feel 100% comfortable talking to us? Yes, ma'am. And you don't be scared? You don't feel like you be holding back or, or it's something that you just know you can't say because you might get in trouble or something like that? Or you just... 100% confident you could say any and everything. I'm confident. Very confident. At least now. Okay. I mean, I'm trying to tell you. I, I always said that you are 12 now, so we got six more years and you're getting older. So it's time that I continuously change the way that we're you know, raising you and giving you more of a space to do what you want to do and voice your opinion on how you feel, however it is still the basis of respect there. And just like I expect you to respect me, I give you the same respect. Do you agree? Yes, ma'am. I agree 100%. So, say for instance, you had a friend and they weren't able to, you know, they didn't feel comfortable speaking 
to their parents? What advice would you give their parents to make them feel more comfortable with talking to them? Be open to their child like y'all was open to me because at first I was kind of scared. But then after we had those like millions of talks, Mm -hmm. I felt more open. So, my I'm going to just say how I handled the situation. I feel like with you, you could correct me or wrong. I feel like me and you just started having, me, you, and Romeo started having like these round table talks where we were just speaking freely about it, any and everything from, you know, girls, from school, from personal feelings, from confidence to respect. We just kind of opened the floor to kind of have an open discussion where we all kind of put our two cents in and it really wasn't a right or wrong answer. But also we opened the floor to Jamal to speak on how he felt and what was bothering him. And we learned not to take things personal. And Jamal is that's one of the things that I constantly tell him that throughout this world that we can't take things personal. And that, you know, sometimes things happen. People say things that it's not even about us. Sometimes it's really about them. So taking things personal is something that you never want to do. Would you agree? Is that how it went down in your perspective? Yes, it is. Because I still remember those talks where we sat on the couch or after we got done eating or sitting by the island. We talked about those types of things. Mm-hmm. And I even talked with y'all one-on-one. Yeah. So, yeah, that is 100% true. Yeah. So, how would you... What advice would you give parents about letting their kids do certain things or with punishment? Like, how long do you think punishment should last? Or do you think that there should be no punishment? It, I think there should be a punishment, but it honestly depends on the child. Okay. Like, if it's something they've been doing over and over again, like I used to do for, like, ye- that's been going on for years, at least a month. And that's oh. at least... and. If they, like, did it for the first time, do a week, then see how they've been doing. Then if they got worse or if they got better, let them get their stuff back or continue to keep taking taking their stuff for however long it takes them to stop doing it. So you personally, you have been on punishment and you also had... um physical punishment do you think whoopings or physical punishment work or do you think just punishment as far as taking things away work which one do you think is more helpful in my opinion it's like I think the one thing that did help me like a lot a lot was writing almost a whole dictionary and writing lines (laughs) Why is that? Because I, when I had to write, I think, 10,000 lines on I Will Stop Lying, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. I had to keep writing the words over and over for I think more than a week in a mm-hmm. dictionary, the same thing. And it was just made me crazy. My so, arms was aching. It was basically a physical punishment and regular punishment. And it kind of helped you stop lying? Yes. Why do you think you was lying in the first place? Because I didn't want to get in trouble. Because I remember when I was little, it used to be whoopers because I don't think I had a lot of technology when I was little. Mm-hmm. So it was really just whoopings and throughout the years till I was like eight years old mm-hmm. that's when I think I started learning like a lot a lot and I just didn't want to get in trouble and I was scared that I was going to get a whooping so it's fear so whoopings really don't work you think it's like a man thing that kind of forces you to lie yes well that was the old time Okay. So new, new wise, you know that there's no need to lie. That you could just be honest from the gate. Yeah. One hundred percent. Okay. Well, do you have anything that you want to add that you think either kids or parents should know about their preteens? Uh. A lot of kids would be doing what they're not supposed to on their phones. Mm-hmm. So you should probably want to check their phone randomly without them knowing. Okay. Now, when you, when some of your peers get on you, they're going to be like, really? But I know you don't care because when I tell y'all that my son is like one of the best kids out here, he really is because at 12, He's not really advanced. Like in middle school, Jamal has witnessed kids already smoking and indulging in activities that you think shouldn't even happen until like high school. So, parents, if you have a child that's kind of just really staying a child and not really indulging in all the extra, you got to really be grateful for it. Because these kids out here as well. Am I lying, Jamal? No. Because some of these kids at my table was talking, like at my lunch table last year, was talking about some real inappropriate stuff. Mm-hmm. And last year you was in sixth grade. Yes, and I was just in sixth grade. Like fifth grade was okay because really nobody was doing nothing. But the transition to sixth grade, that's when, like, everybody started doing these outrageous and crazy things. And I could second it. I feel like at 11, that's kind of where the shift begins, parents. And it's going to be a continuous shift probably all the way into the end of high school. And I feel like the best way to conquer it is to give your kids the space to talk to you and for you just to both be open to change because everybody is consistently changing. Anything else you would like to add, Jamal? Not really. 
You sure? This this is you know your episode. Positive. Okay, y'all. Well, I really wish that everyone have a good week, and make sure that you guys talk to these kids because I feel like that's that's something that we as parents are not doing. We might be taking care of our kids financially. But a lot of us do not know who our children are or what's going on in their heads and how they truly feel. Because just like we're going through a lot, they are as well. So make sure you give your kids some attention and make sure you give them the space to speak freely. And that brings us to the end of our episode. Remember to be grateful, be blessed, be thankful. But most importantly, keep thugging it out. Peace. Go ahead tell the people about your mom. Bye and have an amazing week and day. Peace.